This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm here with Kyle and the under-caffeinated Cody this morning. <laughs> and who are you? <laughs> I'm Ken, thank You're you. Ken. I'm under-caffeinated as well. <laughs> they know who they know oh, who we are. They know me from my Not booming a... <laughs> podcasting voice. Booming masculine voice. Yes. Hello. Why hello there. <laughs> quiver, oh. ladies, quiver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyle Cower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, uh, so it's going to be that kind of a day. I love it. Well, yeah. after the kind of day we had yesterday, on, yesterday was, on Wednesday, it was... It was chaos. Chaos walking. Mm-hmm. Huh? What a reference. <laughs> I'm just... That no one remembers. <laughs> I'm just so exhausted. And uh, I was telling Kyle that after yesterday, I just fell asleep sitting up in bed with the TV on last night, just out. <laughs> so today, hopefully... We'll get through because we're supposed to <laughs> we're supposed to be heading on an early Labor Day weekend vacation. Yeah, so you two are. Yep. Luckily, um, Sony and Paramount decided to cause chaos before we left for vacation, so we didn't come back to it a shit show. So. Yeah, I was the opposite of you. I didn't sleep. I just walked around the house cursing Paramount and that stupid <laughs> stupid mountain with the stars around it. Yeah, <laughs> makes me sick. <laughs> You don't deserve those stars. <laughs> Makes me want to vomit. Zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? What's What all happened um, this past week this, and a half? Because well, we missed last week, too. Well, Cody oh, introduced it to us in the office when she got the, yeah, the bad I news. Got... She, she built up to it. But let's just drop the bomb on people. Sure. The, for those that okay. don't know. Uh, <laughs> I like the buildup. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll drop the bomb. Top Gun Maverick moved from... Thanksgiving this year to May of next year. Yeah. They just completely whoop out of this year, out of 2021. That, that, that blew. Yeah. That was tough. I was planning on you saying Jackass Forever moved. (laughs) No, you told me to drop the bomb. I know, I thought for sure you would. (laughs) Is that not what everyone's upset about? (laughs) I'm mostly upset about that. (laughs) Okay, let's just get that one out of the way. Top Gun moved. Devastation occurred yesterday. (laughs) It was awful. I felt so... I. First, I got a call from Paramount and I felt very bad for those people because they had to call with like the worst news. I mean, this is the one movie that everybody asked about during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. This is like the one thing that everybody's been watching. They want all of our locations want. It's like all of their success in getting through the pandemic was hinging on the ability to get this movie and Paramount just put it to next year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the golden child of 2021, and then you found out they dropped out of college when you thought that they were going to ace it. Yeah. This yeah, it's, it's been so disappointing. May 2020, November 2020, May 2021, November 2021, and now May 2022. At yeah. least they're consistent. It's, it's not quite the uh, Sony route where we'll just pick random dates. <laughs> right. I mean, five release dates is you know top mm-hmm. five for, <laughs> for a movie that's been so done. Far. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they had to push it back because like, they had to push Mission Impossible back. That is another one that also moved. But we weren't caring about that because that was yeah. next year. But yeah. they have had to push that one back several months because of COVID shutdowns and legal th- you know, realities yeah. of suing their insurance company. Yeah, but they did 13 minutes at CinemaCon of Top Gun Maverick, and it rubbed a lot of exhibitors the wrong way. 
when I sent this the news off to mm-hmm. theaters that I work with, uh, it was extreme like betrayal on their part yeah. to have them presented to this less than a week. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, a week ago we, they were like, "We're releasing this in November. It's going to be I awesome." I believe that Paramount had their their showcase Thursday of last week, and today is Wednesday or Thursday of this week, and we mm-hmm. got the we got the call yesterday. Less so than w- less than a week later, yeah. they are like, "Oh, by the way, it you'll, you'll like this movie, but next year." And nothing changed. Nothing got no. released in that time. Candyman. It's, it's not like Candyman wasn't an effect on well, Top Guns. Yeah, it's not like Sean Chi bombed, and then everybody's like, "Oh, let's rethink this release." Yeah, schedule. that would make sense. I mean, at least something like that in I mean, those the, lines. The trades are reporting that Paramount looked at the global market, and they're down <laughs> in several places. But come on, is that is a pro military movie really in the a gonna pro be? American the, military yeah, the movie? The movie screams of eighties America. <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be a big hit in China and Europe and Africa and South America. It, yeah, yeah it's, or not? It's never even going to probably get a China release date. Yeah. I mean, come on, they're never yeah. going to be like, yeah, let's put the pro America military movie in. <laughs> So it's everyone's going to be on board with that. <laughs> so why do you, you know, they're like, well, there's some Asian countries that are down. And I'm like, again, no, v- they don't v- care. Vietnam's a big fan of uh, yeah. American fighter pilots. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. So I'm like, so you had, you, it is screams American audience only. Yeah. And you had all these people that were willing to go out in COVID to see this movie. This isn't one that will transcend whatever is going on with covid at this time black widow had a day and date release where they did over 80 million yeah on the opening weekend what do you think a theatrical only top gun that appeals to 50 plus year old people would do right it could be a 150 plus opening mm-hmm. it could have been over could've. thanksgiving yeah, yeah. i mean i had it in multiple screens at least three in my bigger complexes you over had- the course of at least two to three weeks. I, that was what we were anticipating the need to be. And we were keeping some space open for some flex space in case we got even more people. If you were an eight screen complex, three screens was going to be the minimum you were going to run this on. A two minimum. And an eight. In an eight, maybe yeah. half a half a screen shows with yeah. you know because there is other films at that time you know that you want to get in. No, there's not. <laughs> or <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> this I mean, was the well, one. I was looking at Encanto from Disney. Encanto you know, and a King screen Richard and a half and, there, and with that another half of. There's Top lots of Gun. playable product, yeah. but this was. The, this was the one. This the was, product. <laughs> yeah. I always harp on the light at the end of the tunnel, but that was it. That was for a lot of exhibitors before they got their SVOG money that this was the light at the end of the tunnel. We'll get SVOG. We'll have Top Gun. We're going to make it back. And now it's, uh-oh, what are we going to do? Like, what's going to bring in? Because it's not that they're not sustaining themselves but they're they're breaking even like the mark the market is down grosses are down and so on the one hand i'm trying to argue like paramount you should have put your movie out there this would have done great but overall we're seeing grosses down now there's a number of reasons why that's happening um a lot of it has to do with day and dating why you've trained the audience now to think that it's available on streaming so why would they go yep and so we we're contending with that right now and people are trying to figure out what is 
you know, what's our new normal? What's our new baseline? You can't go back and look at 2018 and 2019 to get an average and be like, okay, I should be expecting this much gross. Like you just, you can't look at anything pre pandemic. So, so much changed, not in the pandemic and so much changed with consumer behavior that you just can't go back. So I think we're seeing a little bit more of a new baseline being created and it's definitely lower than the baseline pre pandemic. And that's, that's really hard for exhibitors because I don't know how many of them are going to make it at this new baseline. It's going to take a whole bunch of restructuring of theaters and processes and, you know, show times and more efficient mm-hmm. um, employee schedules. And oh, there's a, yeah. there's an incredible amount that's going to go into this. There's so but- much coming at exhibitors right now and not just with product challenges with COVID challenges, but with labor challenges too. Like I'm hearing from a lot of exhibitors, labor's an issue right now because a lot of the high school kids went back to school. Yeah. That and, you know, the movie theater was a lot of people's first job. And now Mm -hmm. with first job costs rising with minimum wages rising in, in states individually. And then on federal levels it's it's going to be something that's going to affect our industry very specifically Mm -hmm. because we don't we don't get to raise prices on a lot of things i mean tickets tickets are what they are and your concessions your concessions according to everyone are already overpriced yeah (laughs) well it is it is hard when you when you go to you know the gas station and you see candy and soda at a certain price and you go to the theater and it's like three times that price but your yeah. candy and soda is way better yeah obviously <laughs> it just for a consumer that's just hard and that's gonna get harder so it's one thing to go and see dinner menu options that are very expensive you're like well it makes sense i'm out and I, there's nothing to compare that to you mm-hmm. can't but it, it's hard when you see that bag of M&M's at the gas station and then the bag in the theater. I mean, that's just, you can't get past that. So that's why theaters need to really relook at what they offer in concessions, what their showtime schedules are, because product is, is just hit or miss. And there's no stability in the product right now. And if you can, sell beer and wine to inhibit those people's decision making. Yeah. <laughs> Loosen their wallets a little. Yeah. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing to do. Yeah. Uh, well, what other changes did we have? Okay, so from last week, because we um, we were all gone last week, Queen Pins um, moved from theatrical to streaming only. So it's off the release schedule. Bummer. We that really was, liked that trailer. Yeah, it was a cute trailer, a cute little comedy um, about couponing queens, right? It had that enough send out people. A, it, it's like a coupon fraud network. Yeah, <laughs> but it had Vince, Vince Vaughn yeah. and... Um, Kristen Paul, Bell? Kristen Bell, yeah. yeah. Kristen Bell's in it. Paul um, uh, Walter. Hauser. Hauser, yeah. thank you. Oh, I man. Don't know why I was I know. Oh, yeah, about the FBI agent that yeah. was like going to crack this mom yeah. fraud yeah, ring yeah. right open. No, it was going to be. It was It, it was, was a very playable it looked funny. movie. It looked really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that one's a shame. <clears throat> and then um, Adam's Family 2 staying on its release date, mm-hmm. but it is now switching to a wide um, release with VOD components. So it is going prim- premium video on demand yeah. for that. So that's um, a bummer. It's yeah. disappointing, but... Makes sense with kids. We'll take right it. Now. And Paw Patrol yeah. did fine. Paw Patrol did great. And it was free. So mm-hmm. with a paid component, that's going to drive theater grosses up. A little, yeah. It, um, was, it was a little ironic because they made this announcement and then they headed into CinemaCon like two days later. So that was interesting when they showed the movie and in the back of my mind, I was like, 
Yeah, but it's also bold, VOD. Bold yeah. choice to yeah. do it beforehand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so least, I was like, at least Paramount played Sneaky Snake with it. Yeah, at least some of the, some of them were sneaky about it, but. Yeah, that was interesting. That's all I'll say about it. And then we get into the devastation of yesterday. So Paramount moved pretty much their entire 2021 remaining slate to 2022. So Jackass Forever moved from um, October to uh, February 4th of next year. It's going to be forever. Perfect Valentine's movie. movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Counter-marketing? Um, Mission Impossible moved from May uh, from May to September, and I bet that's going to move again, because I think end of September is a weird time for Mission to be, I unless, you yeah, know... We looked at Fallout, and it was a July 30th release, mm-hmm. and it, it did pretty good. I right. mean, it did good enough that they're going to make two more, yeah. right. but it, it is a summer or holiday uh, corridor movie. Right, it's, it's totally. a, more of September an September's a placeholder. Yep. I mean, maybe they might get away with an October release with that, but I think you need to get more into October than than September. And then um, Top Gun Maverick moved into that May slot that uh, Mission Impossible vacated. Labor Day weekend. And this is actually... Or Memorial Day. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. This is actually good news on our front. Um, so we had, when Mission or Maverick moved, we had a huge gaping hole i mean it was gaping on thanksgiving the grand canyon of booking it was, holes. i mean i had multiple screens just empty all of a sudden i was like oh my gosh it's thanksgiving what am i and then um sony moved up ghostbusters afterlife moved back ghostbusters to a week oh, sorry yeah, yeah. To moved it back but this is the prime spot right okay, and, sony. and i'm feeling much better about this because sony did screen ghostbusters afterlife at CinemaCon, and i heard across the board good things like it's the, actually pretty good yeah this is from people <laughs> that would tell me the truth on this like oh no they did they did another <laughs> you know all female ghostbusters it's like that yeah. on that sky and i got no this is so good negative yeah. all positive yeah. this is the movie that i think everybody <laughs> wished that female ghostbusters had been like it's nostalgic it harkens back to the originals it's got that feeling that character and that vibe and i think that's just what people wanted and it's strange that these two are coming out we're planning on coming out back-to-back weeks because top gun was is pulling on the same heartstrings yeah it's nostalgic movie with an entirely new cast of characters but you're gonna see everybody real quick once right Mm -hmm. except for goose (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it still hurts. You might see a flashback. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they could digitally recreate him. That's He's still that... alive. Yeah, give Val Kilmer <laughs> some slack. That's what I'm saying. Anthony Edwards too. Right, but he's old, so maybe they can digitally de-age him so that he could get some flashback scenes or something. Well, if you saw the could. trailer, they have they have uh, Anthony Edwards look like that's playing. <laughs> His son? I don't know who it is, oh. but this guy has the same goofy mustache. It's, it's incredible. You say that, but when we were first together, Ken's nickname was Goose, and I was Maverick. That was the first round of nicknames. I okay. won't tell you the one that sticks, but That's cute. not that one. Okay, That's so cute. Ghostbusters yeah. is in the Thanksgiving spot. <laughs> Good move by Sony. I think Which was great. That helped even the schedule out a little bit. It yeah. did. So I think... You know, at first I was like, "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do?" I was, it was pretty shocking that they moved um, Maverick, uh, Maverick out. But then with Ghostbusters moving up, and then and actually looking at that schedule, it just gave more room 
to the other films coming out that time. And I think that we can fill the void. I think you give an extra screen of Encanto, you know, you've got eternal still playing through. Now you've got ghostbusters on multiple screens. I think stuff that will have opened in late October will just play through and, you know, we'll just have to hold stuff a little longer and, and give more show times. I mean, it, it definitely helped Warner brothers and Keen Richard. Now I have a lot more Keen Richards spots than I did before. Yeah, well, the the one that we saw after we went through the the mess of reorganizing mm-hmm. was James Bond. Now has one more week before Thanksgiving, where there's not a yeah a you know Venom's there, but Venom's a different audience. Right, Ghostbusters harkens to the mm-hmm. James Bond audience. Like there's a lot of overlap, and at least as far as nostalgia and things like that. Yeah, but it's and and Bond is theater exclusive, yeah. so we're we so have a long runway with Bond now. We've got like six full weeks where there's not I mean, a real. I, uh, United artists have had to have been happy with that. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't release it a week earlier. <laughs> Keep moving it up. Well, we'll get to them in a bit. They're getting they're getting a little big for their britches on on their policies regarding Bond. How many <laughs> screens you can have and how long you have to hold them. It's getting a little ridiculous. Like, but again, what else are you gonna do? You just take it. You just take their big boy britches policies and gotta roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways, that's, uh, I think we're going to survive it. Uh, I think everything just moves into that, you know, moves in and you give more screens to all the other offerings that week. And, and then we just hope that nothing moves out at Christmas because at Christmas, again, we got a lot of product. There might be some, some shuffling, you know? Oh, we are not done. (laughs) This (laughs) was, was, I, I had written and submitted, um, schedules for, um, a lot of single screen locations I work at through the end of the year. Yeah. And then Paramount dropped the bomb. And then I was like, I'm going to hold off. And luckily then Ghostbusters moved. Yeah. And it's going to be, I mean, I, there's still going to be some news on Friday. I don't know what it's going to mm-hmm. be, but there's going to be something on Friday that's going to adjust the landscape a little bit more. But it's, you know, once once they start the ball rolling downhill, they affect everything. Yeah. And I know Paramount knew this was going to happen and that's why they waited till after CinemaCon, but... It's, uh, you just, we just hate reshuffling. I'm not, I thought I was used to things moving and changing. Mm-hmm. I'm not. No, I'm we not. never will be. <laughs> we'll always be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. A studio moved another movie? What? <clears throat> like surprise. I back my car into the garage door and then find out the garage door doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> so what else do we got on the agenda today besides devastation really schedule changes well since we talked about uh the CinemaCon cover-up that paramount pulled off kyle yeah. you want to give us a quick wrap up of your kyle went to CinemaCon. i did he it was he was a first timer rookie and anybody who is in the industry who's been to these uh regional nato conventions knows CinemaCon is the big one in the west and then there's show east in the east and um, it used to be called Show West. So there's a long history of this convention. This convention's been around for a long, long time. Kyle did not get a goodie bag, everyone. He just <laughs> didn't know they existed, didn't know that was part of his registration, and didn't get one. And I I thought I was going to blow a circuit when I heard that. I just could not comprehend how there he did not get a goodie bag. tens of dollars of merchandise in that bag, <laughs> yeah. Kyle. Tens of dollars. She literally did a cartoonish step back, like face shaking eyes popping out of her head expression yeah. and she just 
She I, just could not fathom that I every, missed out on such great goodies as candy. Every year, and it's a, a really bag. nice. It's a Top Gun Maverick bag, first of all, and it's the movie pushed back can- anyway, and it's filled with candy. If How you, would you not want that? Every one of these bags we've ever gotten, there is one, possibly two redeemable items in this bag of fifty things. Used yeah, to, they used to be really good. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Back when in Reagan the was running, days. back when Reagan was running the economy and everything worked right, <laughs> we probably got nice bags. Probably gave you keys to a new Cadillac. Got lots of more T-shirts back then. Take but, me back to that time. Hats. <laughs> but the yeah, I I'm on the other side of the fence on this one. These okay, so take whatever Kyle says about CinemaCon with a grain of salt. He did know to get a goodie bag. No one pointed me in the direction of the goodie bag. You didn't in see my people walking around being like, huh, is that no. a bag I can get? No. Like, I legit was the only one there when I showed up to registration. I don't know where everyone was. <laughs> Getting just... their goodie bags. <laughs> yeah, they're in the other room or whatever. <laughs> Nobody else is there, and he's like, Dr. Kyle. <laughs> on <the> name tag. <laughs> Silver screen insider. <laughs> It's a legit practice. All right, we'll let him talk. We'll okay, him so talk. you went to all the exhibitor presentations. Uh, minus Paramounts, yeah. Minus Paramounts, yeah. So what did, what did you think? Um, overall, they were about what I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Most of them were pretty good presentations of what's to come. Uh, I think mostly I enjoyed the presentations because of the Caesar Palace's Coliseum Theater that I was in. Like, that's really... It, it just it was just so nice to be like an actual theater as compared to our crappy right. one here in town um, with a huge screen and Dolby Atmos sound system. Yeah. I mean, it is one of the biggest screens and they really do show amazing presentation for the oh, product there. Oh, yeah, totally. It's top notch. It literally watching this. I felt like every single thing could be the next best movie ever made because <laughs> of the presentation. <laughs> but um Overall, the, I thought most of the presentations were well done. I specifically liked Sony's and Universal's because um, it seemed like them, they were passionate when it came to supporting theaters. Now, they, they all these studios, they said the same thing that of like, we support theaters first. And it could be, you know, a lies and empty calorie things to say just to, a, just to please people. But at least through some of the presentations, they felt that way like especially mm-hmm. for universals to me because they also you know had actors not only talk about their movies but talk about growing up with a theater from their childhood and then they were able to include someone who worked in that specific theater and like talked about why they loved movies and rah rah sis yeah yeah i mean i know <laughs> it was that nice it, i know what it is but at least some of these presentations put an effort to show support to theaters mm-hmm. whereas some of them they just felt like they were disingenuous uh, particularly Warner Bros in my opinion they had a good presentation too but just some of the things that they were saying like they're trying to throw stats around of, of like how successful their movies are how much they gross like they always release x amount of movies over the past decades it just that's very common all the all the um exhibit or the studios used to do that yeah but it, for some reason it was only it felt like it was only Warner Bros that did that and just the way they presented it didn't feel like it was authentic. This like it what, felt like the least authentic out of the rest of them. This is what we do for your small town theater yeah. in Kentucky City, Missouri. We've put out. <laughs> yeah, we, well, it's like we've put out a billion dollars in movies. You know, in the, just in the last year alone. Like, but it, the stats are all worldwide. It's not really conducive to what's like going on in the theater. And it's they just add on from previous franchises and stuff. It's yeah. just all. 
It's all posturing. Yeah, exactly. It just felt like posturing. It felt like, it, to me, it almost came across like we should be the ones thanking them and doing a bunch of screen measuring out there in front yeah. of the other film companies. They are. Yeah, they it, do because the other film companies have to go to those presentations if they're there. So right. Yeah. It's all in your face. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, particularly Warner Bros.'s presentation because of that, I didn't like. But the the stuff that they showed was good, and a lot of these movies that all the studios showed were they at least looked very right. good um they were really well cut trailers um and that's what most of those presentations were anyway it was still some always, and yeah. trailers that are yet to be released and i kind of knew that going in so i wasn't surprised by it all that much but um at least for some of them they seemed like they were really trying to sell us on the idea that they are thinking about theaters first and you know, whether that's the case or not has yet to be determined. But I, I just appreciated that some of them were putting in the effort to do yeah. so. Well, so I know that on Monday, Sony really like set a high bar because yes. not only did they premiere the new Spider-Man trailer, but they, but in a surprise move, they screened Ghostbusters and yeah. it was yeah. so good. And it, I think it just set the tone for the rest of the week. And oh, yeah. I felt like they walked away probably bigger winners out of that than because Disney just sent to screen Sean Cheat, which is what they've kind of done the last few few years. They screen a film. They don't really give a presentation on upcoming product. They just nope. They do the Steve Jobs shareholder meeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then CinemaCon is like, here's a DCP. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would agree with that. Sony came out with a really good presentation. I mean, most of that was glimpses of spider-man stuff like no way home i mean they showed the trailer for no way home which was a really good trailer but they also show glimpses of venom 2 and the morbius movie coming out and um specifically uh a new movie that i thought looked really good called bullet train so they had good glimpses of some really good looking uh movies that are about to come out mainly like the marvel stuff but that's okay what did you think of the spider-man trailer i thought it was pretty good um I think that reveal of, uh, I forget who the actor is that played Dr. Octopus, um, coming back, I think that really is what set the tone for what this movie could really be. Because mm-hmm. for general audiences, they don't know what this movie's going to be about. But the fact that they see this guy returning, they're like, oh, something big's about to happen. And I think they teased that in the right way. They didn't reveal too much of that movie. Right. And they still sold on what the story is. And I think people will buy into it. Nice. Well, it had one of the biggest... Um like downloads most views most, most views, views in yeah. 24 hours something yeah. like that like more than avengers endgame so it, it it definitely worked right yeah crazy um and then how was mgms while we're here while we're at it well while sony was really really good how did how did united artists do with I, with their presentation i thought personally i thought united artists presentation was good but i just think the product is so filmmaker driven that it's going to be really tough for majority of theaters to play it like it's not commercial yeah most of it is just not going to be commercial enough i mean secondary titles acting as that yeah that could probably work but it just depends on when they schedule all these movies out so that's just remains to be seen but except for the new no time to die trailer the people are the weapon yeah what did you (laughs) so excited you saw that trailer at CinemaCon. Not that trailer that oh, just released. We saw a 13-minute clip of the movie. Da-da, da-da. And, and and it does look really good. Yeah. Like that they, that got me pumped to see that movie. They, more, sh- more they showed than you the action teaser? 
that show me the what? The action teaser? The beginning, the I think beginning so. action scene where they always just jump into some crazy situation. I think it was it's more in the middle of the movie, just by what little context I could get out of it. But it it it's uh it was I think the longer version of the scene that we see in the trailers of the car spinning. Oh, and getting shot up, his Aston Martin getting shot up. Yeah, it, in oh, that scene. Oof. And then she's like Bond, and he's like, yeah. okay. Then he starts taking out the guys. There's a really good build up to it, and then when they're in the car and she's screaming at him, and then. Th- the results of uh, it, it was really cool it was a really good scene that they showed yeah that was a cool scene in the trailer i am more excited i didn't think i could get more excited about this <laughs> yeah i'm on pins and needles waiting for this i know yeah, I, it got me more it I, got my adrenaline going for this movie we were we were talking about it and i've always felt that this movie was going to be more like skyfall and excitement and quality than mm-hmm. specter yeah i would agree not as dark maybe but um it could be or, well, just based it on the be, trailers and what I It's the end I've of seen. Daniel Craig as, as James Bond. Not the end of James Bond, but yeah. his portrayal. So. Sure, sure it is. Fair enough. How much they, they paid him to do Knives Out 2 and 3. Yeah. There's now a bar. It's like, oh, you want to play James Bond again for $80 million? And you're like, yeah, I can do it again. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I stepped sure, sure. away cool, from cool. it long enough. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Whole, had a whole pandemic to reconsider. <laughs> My great, 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 great grandkids will live in a mansion yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, any other um, product to know? I mean, you you missed Paramount, but the Paramount one, was, I think, was really, really good. I don't want to speak great of Paramount right now. I'm kind of mad at them. But they did show, you know, uh, 13 minutes of Maverick during that. They went into Mission Impossible. You know, each Mission Impossible has this big standout stunt. Um, and it seems the last couple of years at CinemaCon, they've been showcasing the stunt and they year I went, I think was the 2019 CinemaCon. Um, they had, what well, maybe it was before where they had, um, Henry Cavill and, 18, and Tom Cruise, the 18 jump. one. Oh, yeah. Right. When, and they came yeah. for the halo jump and they talked about mm-hmm. it and they went in depth and they showed, they showed footage of that halo jump and stuff. That was really awesome. And I think they did something very similar, um, during this one only without the stars there. Sure. sure. Um, anything else? I really like the, Sony brought out Jason Reitman, who directed the new Ghostbusters, and he brought out his dad, who uh, directed the old one as well. And they, and they just talked about what, you know, making that movie means to them and mm-hmm. uh, how passionate they are about this movie. And they love the passion that comes from anyone who, you know, just appreciates it. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, Lionsgate did show a trailer for uh the unbearable weight of massive talent i think that's what it's called yes. and it's like the nick cage movie yes. starring yes. oh my god guys it's <laughs> maximum um, nick cage it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing and it showed a lot of nick cage starring opposite of pedro pascal and there was moments in that trailer where pascal was like outdoing nick cage at times and i was like <laughs> that's great i know i'm like am i is this real is this happening so uh, that that one I also really wanted to bring up because that was like one of the better trailers that came out of there. A number of people said that um, Ambulance, I think, is that Universal? Yeah, Michael Bay looked movie. really good. It did, and um, Universal had a horror film, Black something. That... Oh, the Black Phone. I think yeah. that's what it yep. was called. That that actually looked surprisingly good for mm-hmm. a horror title in and... January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think other, it's in January. The other news I got from an exhibitor, which I felt bad about at the time, but now I feel. Um, gratified that people did this when Paramount showed Clifford the Big Red Dog instead of Top Gun. Yeah. For oh. Their there was yeah. a mass That's exodus. Right. 
yeah. from the from the Coliseum because you you Could, sit and show us ten percent of Top Gun and then lead us into Clifford the Big Red Dog. I right. mean, it probably would have been worse if they showed all of Top Gun and then and then moved, pulled it. Right? So Wouldn't you knew exactly what you were missing. No, it definitely would have been, but yeah. like. Just just show a new trailer. Cut a right. new trailer. Honestly, I probably would have walked out too. I, I don't care so about that. It, it's crazy. Okay they did. They that. screened Clifford, but it's on set. It's not on the release schedule. And yeah, there's I, no kids no. there. Yeah, <laughs> no I don't kids. know. I don't know what they were thinking there. Yeah. I mean, I guess if people liked it, good. That's but, all they have. That's the only piece of product that they had for this year that's not been moved. Yeah, but why bother showing it if it's on set to be good? It, I mean... They tried, There's, but it's. A, I wonder it if they were smart. hoping to get some feedback because their, I think their plan was always to move Maverick, and I think they wanted some feedback on Clifford because there's some spot, yeah because yeah. there was some talk that they might throw that back in. I think they're gonna get the wrong idea then. I think they're gonna yeah. see that it's people walked audience. out and they're like, oh, it's clearly supposed to be a streaming movie, a day and day movie. When it said it's like no, You're, we just don't. You can play this movie in our theater. We just yeah. would rather see what's in store for Top right. Gun. You're not there with your kids and there's giant plastic alcoholic beverages outside the, immediately outside yeah. the door. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and you're, yeah, you're in a, you're in the hotel. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I think that margarita is calling my name. Spe- <laughs> speaking of margaritas and long weekends, calling my name. I know we got to uh. wrap this up soon. Okay. So cinema con was really fun for yeah. your first time. Definitely want to go back in a few months in April of next year. Oh geez. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can make that happen because that was a yeah. really cool experience. Mm-hmm. I was glad that to have that experience, oh. um, you know, weirdly enough at a time where theaters like really needed to band together mm-hmm. and just, it was nice you to know, sh- give themselves a boost of confidence and, and especially this already did that to begin with for many years, but it's it, it was especially good this year, I think. I think it's nice to see community. Yeah, like, There exactly. are other people out there. This is an industry. We're all, we are all together. Yeah, that's the first time I felt that in a while. We're all drowning out there, people. Yeah, <laughs> we're drowning together. You're together, yeah. exactly. Um, real quick, Disney Screen Shang-Chi. Yep. We're going into it this weekend. Yep, give us there your 30-second review. There's going to be early shows tonight of it. What, what do you think? Was it good? Uh, it is good. Um, particularly the action in this movie is excellent. Um, the influence, the influences of Asian cinema is also a really nice touch. I think people are going to really like this movie. Um, tough question. How yeah. is Aquafina? Amazing. Yeah, she was or good. just brilliant. She was really good in this movie. <laughs> What's your prediction number for this weekend, Kyle? Yeah. 60 million. Uh, I'm just going to say what everyone else is saying and say 45 to 50. 45 to 50. Ken, what do you think? I'm going 60 on this one. I think there's going to be a big Oh, thank God, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have a big weekend. Labor Day is historically down. Yeah. But these this are, is a Marvel theatrical-only movie. These are unhistoric times. Well, yeah, I'm torn. I kind of think it's game. a little less. Say, say, the, say the low number, and then everybody can go, boo. I think 30. I think 30 is the low. Boo. I know. It's just that it it is Labor Day weekend and people are still, I mean, okay. I I talk about people always being gone camping in the West. We have a lot of Western state clients. It's, it's a very big issue. Nobody shows up on Labor Day because it's the last camping weekend. And, um, and they're like, oh, well maybe this year we'll, they're not going to want to go out. No, they are. Everybody bought brand new campers. That's like, thousands of dollars and money just sitting in your driveway you're gonna use it 60 million sure. for the four-day weekend i'm Woo-hoo. changing my 30 <laughs> for the four-day 
get out of town. Okay, and uh, to wrap things up here, there was three new trailers that we oh, had yeah. for the past two weeks that we were gone. We uh, Spider-Man, The King's Man, and No Time to Die. Which yeah. ones were your guys' favorites? I, I thought The King's Man trailer was better than all the all the ones I had seen previously. It seems that they figured out a narrative around it. You know, when they first put out the first ones, it's like, we don't go off screen. Yeah. Well, (laughs) got the big go off screen less like he's on it less. And that was nice. They showcased the other characters a lot more. Yeah. And I liked that. And it was more of a fun story. Is it a Christmas title? Probably not. And that's, and that's still the struggle with that. I thought No Time to Die looked amazing. Rami Malek as the bad guy is brilliant casting. I think he he creeps me out when he's on screen. Like I'm just like, ooh. Daniel Craig is perfect, but the most important yeah. part of these movies is having the villain for him to play off of. Yeah. Needs a good and villain. We've, we've seen that, that they've done extremely good casting. Yeah. Whether or not Spectre had the correct writing and things like that to make Christoph Waltz work is a different story, but right. they nail this every they time might have, yeah. except for quantum of solace <laughs> but we don't count that one <laughs> um and then the spider-man trailer was was good i mean it it's so definitely an interesting interesting story i want to see this no way home more than i wanted to see homecoming homecoming and far from home yeah, and yeah or see. far from home i didn't see far from home right. at, all, at all i could barely get through homecoming this one at least i'm like well dr strange isn't it a little bit maybe i'll want to watch it <laughs> Honky Tonk Pumpkin Patch for the win. He, yeah, he gets me in. Gets me in. The you door. and many others. Whew. Uh, yeah, my thoughts exactly. All right, Kyle, send us out. All right, uh, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the Off the Break podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com, where if you're a theater owner or manager needing updated and accurate film information and marketing assets to promote your movies, check us out at that website. All right. Big grosses, everybody. Big grosses. Have a great weekend. Go Shang-Chi. Bye, everyone.